This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Time to shine the spotlight on China. From a country that's seeing a rise in COVID 19 cases yet again, to highlights from Chinese President Xi Jinping's visit to Xinjiang, as well as Chinese regulators urging banks to extend loans for some real estate projects. Let's get some analysis on these headlines. Don Dodway, China Bureau Chief for the Straits Times, is on the line with me. Good morning, Don. Let's first talk about those COVID 19 cases that's on the rise. Shanghai rolling out mass testing in nine districts, the financial hub trying to stamp out infections. How extending its lockdown, that's going to cost the gaming industry. What's happening right now, though? Is it back to square one for the city, especially when you consider this zero COVID policy that they have? Movement curbs, what are we looking at? And, you know, I'm curious, has there been a sacking of few officials as COVID-19 spreads there again? Hi, good morning. Shanghai has imposed mass testing on nine districts, even though the cases are low, just 17 on Sunday, and all within quarantine areas. But health officials in the city are worried that it could spread quickly, so are trying to preempt that with early detection. So residents in these nine districts have to take two tests within three days. But outbreaks in other parts of China are more serious than Shanghai right now. The city of Beihai in Guangxi province, for instance, has gone into lockdown after recording more than 500 infections and 2,000 tourists have been stuck in the city. Two officials have also been removed because of their poor COVID response. Other areas that have toughened COVID restrictions include Tianjin, which is testing its 12 million residents after finding two local infections, and the city of Lanzhou in Gansu province, where a few districts of about 3 million residents have also gone into lockdown. Japanese investment bank Nomura calculated that 41 Chinese cities are under full or partial lockdown, or some kind of restricted controls, and that affects 264 million people in areas responsible for nearly 20% of China's economic activity. China is facing an increasing challenge trying to use the same COVID protocols of mass testing and lockdowns to curb the spread of the new BA5 subvariant, which is more transmissible, and Such a zero-tolerance policy has come at the expense of the economy, as we've seen in the latest economic figures released just last week. Growth for the second quarter was only 0.4%, and that dragged down the growth figure for the first half of the year to 2.5%. Thanks for that, Don. There's another issue where Chinese President Xi Jinping visited Xinjiang last week. So that, I believe, marks his first trip in eight years to the once restive northwestern frontier region. What were some of the highlights of his visit? His agenda, perhaps, was he able to achieve it? And why did President Xi decide to visit the region only now? I mean, we do have these criticism of mass detention for the Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities there happening at the same time. President Xi was there for four days on an inspection tour, and it was his first visit since 2014. And as you know, the region has come under intense scrutiny in the past few years for a controversial program that China says is an anti-terror program. While there, he visited a university, 
a land port area, a residential community, museums, and the Xinjiang Production and Construction Corps, which is a quasi-military state-owned enterprise involved in agriculture, construction, and also Xinjiang's cotton industry. This visit is coming just a few months ahead of the important political event, the 20th Party Congress, where President Xi will very likely seek a third term in office and will try to install his political allies in positions of power. And the visit has been projected as a win for the Chinese leadership in building a unified, multi-ethnic country and a successful ethnic policy as the Communist Party has improved the livelihoods of the people there and brought peace to the region. Before Xinjiang, Mr. Xi also visited Hong Kong for the 25th anniversary of its handover, where he praised the One Country, Two Systems model as one that has worked well. And before that, he also visited Wuhan, and he also emphasized China's zero-COVID policy as one that has worked well for the country and helped protect lives. So taken together, these trips are significant because they reinforce the notion that his leadership has been a highly effective one in dealing with all these challenges. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Been speaking with Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Finally, Don, Chinese regulators over the weekend have urged banks to extend loans to qualified real estate projects and meet developers' financing needs where reasonable. This is their latest effort to ease concerns triggered by a widening mortgage payment boycott on unfinished houses. From your perspective, Don, is China stumbling into its own mortgage crisis? I mean, why are home buyers refusing to pay their mortgage? How would this latest request from China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission be of any help to the real estate sector there? So the regulators have asked banks to increase lending to developers so they finish their housing projects and deliver them quickly to buyers. And this is in response to the boycotts where buyers refuse to pay their mortgage for incomplete projects. The worry is that this crisis will spread to the banking system, especially if the boycotts grow with 70% of household wealth tied up in property, which is a sector that accounts for about 25% of the country's GDP, there are serious concerns about social stability and systemic risks. So regulators need to act quickly to prevent this mortgage crisis from growing and to inject some confidence. And besides making state-owned banks extend more loans to developers, It is expected that there could be some industry consolidation with state-owned developers buying over private projects that are in trouble. Been speaking with Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.